Today, watching the Snowball Derby, man, man, oh man, what a four days that was down at Pensacola, Florida at Five Flags Speedway. Uh, we had a lot of Canadians that were in the field. Uh, one of them did real, real good. The other ones did not bad at all. And we'll get to all of that, uh, Junior. Quite a weekend at Pensacola. It was. It was. It was, uh, you know, every year, every year it uh, just seems to ramp up and get bigger and bigger. Yeah. Um, you know, hats off to Derek Thorne, uh, snowball snowball derby champ. Finally, yeah, yep. he's. Uh, you know, I, I said it during the during the broadcast today. Um, deserving, yeah. you know, he he has deserved to win that race, um, and uh, you know, no no better time to do it than the last the last uh, uh, you know event with the Campbell team that uh, that he's been with for a long period of time now. Um, big 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 uh event and uh you know hats off to everybody at five flags man they got to be wore out after that oh man you gotta you gotta think that's just like speed weeks only on steroids um i know speed weeks is nine nights of racing uh but this year was uh, just something else at five flags speedway we'll talk lots about it throughout the course of the night let me tell you who we got coming on the show tonight Big, big news out on the east coast of Canada, uh, out in the Maritimes. Got brand new super late model series. And if you can't remember the name of this one, well, it's called super late model series. <laughs> so we got uh, Brett Roy going to come on with us from Speedway 660. And we're going to talk to Brett about the new series. A lot of excitement surrounding this baby. So uh, Brett is going to be up first. We'll talk with Mike Garrow from Red TV Canada. Yeah, Mike Garrow's going to join the show tonight. Now, uh, get you uh, sort of up to date on everything that's happening on the channel. Some stuff to look forward to. Uh, there's even some contesting coming up. We will get to all of that when we get Mike Garrow on the hotline. Uh, Gary Elliott from out on Canada's East Coast, Canada's Iron Man, is going to join us tonight. Uh, looking forward to catching up with Gary Elliott tonight. Uh, and we will talk to El Labor from uh, uh, Avion Motorsports. He is going to be the, in the Avion Motorsports shop. Uh, tonight is all video. We're going to try and get everything done video-wise and I can tell you we're batting a 1,000 right off the bat because our first guest is up on the hotline, and he's also a video-wise with us. You can join us at uh, our YouTube channel, Racetime Radio uh, TV. Uh, you can do that at YouTube if you like, or stay right here on Sirius XM. But if you want to look in, you can do that. But uh, welcome aboard there, Brett. How are you doing today? Hey guys, thanks for having me on. Doing awesome. Um, had a pretty phenomenal weekend watching uh, everything going on in Pensacola, and uh, man, those guys put on quite a show. And oh, uh, you know, really uh, <laughs> kind of excited to see Derek Thorne get the win there. Yeah, me too. Bad time for Cole Butcher to have a second place restart. That outside lane was treacherous today. Yeah, for sure. It, it seemed like 
as opposed to some recent years, there was some uh, some some grip out there in, in the last couple of years, and but this year just was nothing there. So it was, if you were on the top, you weren't uh, you weren't going anywhere. No, no, not at all. Uh, quite quite a show there, Junior. I think I think the treacherous part was just being beside the 43 man that thing was fast <laughs> it was like john force you know getting on the throttle and and uh man I, it's <laughs> you know you think back to times where you have seen a perfect race car you know on on the racetrack yeah yeah and there's only two that really stand out to me where i've seen the perfect race car and and one of them is jonathan erlin at sobble speedway for the beat the heat 150 um the thing never slipped a wheel Nobody could get near it. It led wire to wire. Um, you know, just an incredible race car. Uh, just one of those nights, right? Mm. The only, the second one is is Martin Truex at the Coca Cola Six Hundred. He led wire to wire with that seventy eight car. Yeah. Um. And and now I have to put the forty three from the Snowball Derby this year. I know he had a good car the year before. I know he had a good car the the year prior to that. Um. But. But obviously, didn't come home with the checkered flag, you know. Didn't didn't lead it wire to wire. This one here, that man, that that thing was perfect. And uh, you know, it, there's something to be said about that uh, when you do get to witness it. You know, it's kind of like yeah. that. It's kind of like that no hitter when you went when you watch you know baseball. It's kind of like that uh, uh, shutout when you watch hockey. It's. Uh, it, it, there's there's something very special about moments like that. So uh, definitely, everybody that that tuned in got to watch something that was. Uh, it probably won't be done again in in the modern era. I got one more to add to that list, and I witnessed it for myself. Cassius Clark at the IWK 250, the one here, uh, he was denied the year before he came back. And I'll tell you what, that he had one thing on his mind: revenge. And he went out there, led everything that he did, including practice on Thursday. Uh, Cassius Clark, not to be denied that day. A lot like uh, Derek Thorne today. It was pretty wild. There's people that that are watching right now yeah. uh, or tuned in that would say that J.R. Fitzpatrick had a car like that at Peterborough. Mm-hmm. But I put it in a little bit of a different realm just because it was up against like multiple different classes and yeah. and things like that. I mean, when everybody that is there is at the top of their game, like the Cassius Clark one, like yeah. the, uh, the Beat the Heat 150 back then, back in the day. Um, you know, and then of course in the cup series and the derby and stuff like that. But, uh, uh, man, just, uh, an incredible, uh, an incredible feat and, uh, uh, you know, hats off to them bringing home over 50 grand. <laughs> you, oh, yeah. you can't complain about that. Yeah, big and, glue. uh, it's, uh, it's definitely pretty cool, but, uh, uh, yeah, Brett, this, uh, Brett, this, everything that's coming down the pipe, uh, lots of news, lots of moving and shaking out there in the Maritimes. Uh, I, I can't wait to hear all about it tonight. Yeah, man. Um, we're it's something that me and and myself, uh, me and myself, Wayne as well, Smith from uh, from Petty International Raceway, uh, Robbie McLean and Chris Fournier over in uh, Oyster Bed and PEI. Um, me and Wayne started talking a little bit ago about it, and then we decided to uh, you know really involve the guys with PEI as well because there's a lot of uh, a lot of cars in PEI that could potentially do it. Um, and then we kind of had a meeting and said, all right. We either go this way or we go this way. Right. Um, you know, whether we, we do it or we don't. And we just decided, you know what, let's let's strike the match and let's see what happens. And we had we had a meeting with some of the teams that uh, that could make it. And we committed that one day with over a dozen registrations and we're approaching close to 20 now. So, you know, there, there's a lot of guys that are a lot of teams on top of that that are 
maybe haven't like given us the cash to register for the series, which is, right. you know, it's only five, it's only 500 bucks, but still it's, it's notification of intent to run all six races, which is the biggest thing for a series. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's another, you know, that many guys again, that, that haven't, taken that exact step but said you know we're going to be there in a capacity probably 100 percent, if not 90 percent. right so right. it's uh it's a really big deal to to us it's a really big deal for the community out here um when you look at the numbers of, of race cars there's you know over 20 pro stock super late model cars in, in new brunswick and another almost 20 again in pei alone mm-hmm. and then there's another 20 maybe 30 of them in nova scotia so the cars are there the guys want to race. Some sometimes they can't compete with, uh, you know, a really large schedule. Sometimes right. they want to draw back schedule a little bit. We put a six pack of races over the course of four or five months between May and and the end of September. Mm-hmm. So it's it's very feasible. Even if you go out and wad it in the wall and on race one number one, you got a lot of time to fix it to come back for race number two. Yeah, that's true. That's true. And there's a lot to be said about that. Brent was did not having a pro stock tour race play into uh, having discussions like this because you know back in the day before we started broadcasting, uh, six sixty was always on the pro stock tour schedule, and then all of a sudden it disappeared. And I I know I kept saying, hey, that's another market. How come? Yeah, yeah. Why? Why did it go away? Well, I can't really answer that. That's, you know, you'd have to ask those guys that one. Right. Um, you know, we, we've always had that door open for them to come back if they wanted to come back. And, and the door was open always from day one. So as far as that side of it goes, did that play a role in this? No, not really. Because, mm-hmm. you know, as a track myself and as a track for, for Wayne and then as a track for Robbie, right. you got to look after, you know, your own house a little bit to make sure that you're doing the best thing for your fans yep. and sometimes you know having those one-off races do well however if you can take those one-off races link it up with another one-off race and then another one-off race and make it a series we purposely named it a series not a tour because it's you know it's not really a tour so to speak right um it's it's not run by an organization that comes into the facility it's run by the facility um, with, you know, a couple exceptions that myself, I'm the race director at Speedway 660. I'm going to be going to each and every one of these super late model races and, and race directing every one of those. Yeah. And, and so a good teams, plan to do that. You need constant, uh, a constant, uh, I don't know, direction, if you will, for the teams. Exactly. They need to know when they show up on race day, what to expect Yep. and having that same person on the headset, calling the shots the same way every time goes a long ways. Mm-hmm. Um, sa- same thing in the tech shed. We'll have our own guy that way. Um, but you know, as far as anything above that, the race te- the racetracks all have their own pace cars, flag men and all that type of stuff. So, right. Right. Um, you know, that's why we kind of went with the word series. Cause it's, it's not really a tour. It's a series. Series. And, that's fair. um, you know, the reason we went with super late models is because it's a little different. Mm-hmm. It's fun, but it's also broadened up the, the rules package. So that's a question I've been getting a lot that, um, you know, are, are these actually super late models that, you know, we have a couple of motors that are going to be kind of in that category of super late model. Right. Will the, will the majority of people be running crate motors? Yeah, probably. Mm-hmm. But they're also allowed. And we wanted to have a really wide rules package that allows anybody to come in and compete fairly right. with the next person yep. so that it's as inclusive as possible. 
Yeah, and that's that's the way to do it, right? You want to try and open that net up, capture as many as possible. I haven't seen 100%. the pro stock tour schedule yet. I don't believe it's out. If it is, I haven't seen it. I've seen your schedule. Um, do you think there's going to be overlapping dates or by you guys coming out now? It really lends it the opportunity to make sure the two don't conflict. Is that Was that the thought process of bringing it out so quick? Yeah, so there's a couple there's a couple different avenues with that thought process. I should say is that number one, um, we look back when when I myself and Wayne and Robbie and, and Chris when we went back and looked at the history of all the calendars. I could go back probably five years. I keep a spreadsheet that's like the size of this room long with all the different schedules and who's doing what and what day, and it just make your head spin. Mm-hmm. But if if you look back in history, we tried to line up as best as we could guess the weeks that are going to be off so historically the weeks that we're running have never had a pro stock tour race before perfect um so we're we're trying to we're not trying to compete with them we're really not we're trying to we're trying to have a space where if a guy doesn't want to race 10 12 13 races in the run of a year right he can race a series that pays a thousand dollars to start Mm-hmm. So pays for your tires, which is a huge expense. Yes, with racers it is. Nowadays. Yes, it is. You can race 150 laps. Everybody's on four tires. That's it. So mm-hmm. everybody's on the same playing field. We run that Hoosier 1070, which is as hard as the wall behind me. So it doesn't matter <laughs> if you have 700 horsepower or 300 horsepower. You go right. at the same speed. Right, right. Um, you know, it goes back to that fair and, and that wide net to try to catch everybody. Mm-hmm. Um there's there's been a couple events that are already on the schedule that are historically open events anyways okay so so getting back to that point petty always had an open race that's on this schedule now we always had at 660 an open race that is on this schedule now so did we move a couple of them around to make it work a little bit better you know for all parties yeah we did but it's still bringing unity to that schedule that you were kind of working by yourself to try to promote. Mm -hmm. Now all three tracks are working together to try to promote all six events. Yeah, and that's perfect, Junior. You get that going, and you got guys coming now or fans coming from Petty to 660, like they did through the pandemic, I might add. That was brilliant what you guys put together, that fans could travel between the two within the province uh, with you guys being in Brunswick. Hats off to you guys for that. Um, But that's cool. You get the whole bunch sort of pulling on the rope at the same time, promoting each event. That's cool. Yeah, definitely. And and when you look at it, just for the fans listening, um, you know, it, if, if you look at, uh, uh, you know, late model racing anywhere, there's there's usually uh, some subtle differences in the rule books, whether it be from track to track or, or from, from, you know, track to series or, or tour. Um, when you look at the Maritimes, there's really two distinct uh, rule books, right, if you will, of, of late model racing. And, you know, very similar car, uh, so to speak. The, 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 you know, nuts and bolts and, and, and the chassis of the car are, are very similar. Um, one is a little bit more open uh, where they have a, a better shock. Um, I, I believe there's, there's a little bit of weight differences. Um, and, and then as well, um, uh, I'm not 100% certain, but a different transmission. Um, and, and when you look at, at the, you know, on the tour side, 
side, they have a little bit of a lesser shock, uh, or not. Uh, they have a, a dramatically lesser shock, um, and <laughs> and more of a sealed um, uh, motor approach. Yeah. Um, and engine. and uh, you know, there's there's a lot less power um, than than what a, an open motor or a, a a built engine can can create. So um, yeah, there's you know there's differences between the two um but when you look at at any type of um you know person with a pro late model style car um really if you're going to make a trip south of the border your car is going to be more open anyways right you're going to have a, a mcgonagall engine or you're going to have a a you know a hamner you're going to have you know a, a built engine of some kind um if you're going to go you know south of the border and race at all and um, that's where brett's so always it, shined right it, it, exactly. he has got guys like johnny yep. clark that we've seen in the snowflake exactly. last night yep he's been at 660 yep. and uh, sure. a lot of the guys that are south of the border do come up the past so, north guys are right yeah. there right on the on yeah. the other side of the border and and uh you know there's quite a few tracks that are you know a hop skip and a jump uh, right on the other side of the border that uh that are open right they're 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 an open super late model so um yeah hats off to you it's it's definitely going to be uh, very interesting. I know um, there's there's definitely a lot of excitement, and uh, uh, I can't wait to uh, to see how it all transpires. Really, the three different racetracks as well. Um, you know, when when you put a a point setup between the 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 three different tracks, um, they're very different racetracks. Yeah. Right. There's 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 a lot of differences between them, uh, and and you're going to have to be good at, uh, at at each of them to uh, to walk away with the trophy on this one. Yeah, not only yeah. for the win, but that points. And exactly. you will have a points championship, will you? Absolutely, yeah. So yeah. Um, you hit on quite a few points there. So, like, my phone has, like, I'm going to go replace it because it has not stopped since we released this. Yeah. Um, me and a good friend of mine, are Denver, are really working on the, the social media, the marketing side of things. And we're really trying to bring something. that That's another aspect of this whole thing that, like, I feel and, and, and we feel kind of as a group and as a team, and, and there's a couple other people involved in this too, that um, there, there's a real, try to choose my words carefully. Mm. There, there's, there's a void to be filled yep. with having your drivers feel like they're the stars. And I'll, I'm going to be flat out honest. I look to a lot of the stuff that the APC series does. Mm -hmm. They do a lot of real things really, really well. Yep. Um, cars tour does stuff really really well um there, there's a lot of components so it's um you know another one stafford stafford speedway does things extremely well so what we're trying to do is you know probably on a on a lesser budget but shoot for that moon and and make every every single event's going to be a big deal every single event's going to have build up and hype and everything towards it yeah whether it's be on social media or youtube or you know going to visit guys at the shop for interviews or or, or whatnot whatever the case mm -hmm. you know um that that's a big component to it um like i said my phone hasn't stopped there's been guys from the states messaging me asking like you know what's the rules package for this what's this how we you know how can we get involved uh jared fitzpatrick uh, lit us up on did Instagram. Good. Good. Josh Stoddy did the same yep. thing. Like so, like we've had interest from all these guys, not only in our backyard, which has been fantastic, but also from Ontario and the states and New Hampshire and, and Maine. That um, I'm really good friends with a lot of those guys as well. So, um, you know, it, it. I didn't really predict the reach to be that far. Mm -hmm. um, 
you know, me and Wayne and Robbie really wanted to kind of put together a series that's really going to elevate our track. Right. Um, some things to note that, you know, the Mike Stevens Memorial Race at Petty Raceway is, yes. is not on the schedule. It stands alone. Oh, it doesn't? Um, okay. Yes. How about, and, and your so 250? Speed Weekend. Your 250? Right. Yeah. So, so that's still so standalone. Speedway 660 next year in 2023 will be celebrating the 30th anniversary. Mm-hmm. So we're looking to expand Speed Weekend just a tick more. Can't release a whole lot of information on that just yet. But we can I've been get working you back. Really hard in the background <laughs> on, on getting some stuff in place. Um, a couple of years ago, we went to three races instead of two, mm-hmm. or three nights instead of two. Um, this year, we're going to move the Street Stock 100 to Friday night. Saturday, we're going to move the start time up a little bit, and then we're looking to have a uh, a bonfire concert Saturday night after that race for the fans to kind of have a party atmosphere before Sunday, which is the big the big dance, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so still uh, still working on a lot of things with that, but our super late model race is two weeks before that event at right. our facility. Mm-hmm. So if it gets to the point where we have a lot of registrations, the winner of that race is going to be getting a provisional to, to the big dance. Weekend. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, you know, there, there's a lot of things that when we had an opportunity to change a schedule around mm-hmm. that we could do that. Right. Um, you know, and, and I imagine that Wayne is probably going to be doing something along the same lines for, you know, the Mike Stevens weekend. Right. I know that, I know that, um, PEI is working on um, another event altogether that they might be able to incorporate a little bit as well. So, you know, everything is um, trending in the right direction here on the East Coast, I should say. It, it's really going well. Um, we're super excited. We're, you know, we're doing our thing and uh, it's going to be going to be a hell of a first year i can tell you that i can guarantee it we are with brent roy he is 660 speedway and the new super late model series out on canada's east coast you can follow him on twitter slm series nice and easy junior what do you got over there yeah i i I have to ask the question because uh, you know and, and this is not in a negative light at all but how do you how do you set this up, get the ball rolling, um, and and not overcrowd on on the the late model side of things? Like how how does how do you weigh that into creating the schedule, creating all those different things? Uh, because if there's too many races, uh, there's there's not enough population to get to the to the races themselves. You, you know what I mean? Well, they picked like, open I, weekends. No, so. they picked open weekends. But but how 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 can you, or 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 what type of thought went into the uh, over over scheduling of of a division? Um, how, how much thought went into that specifically? Uh, and I only ask the, the question because when you look at at you know whether it be Ontario for instance, you have Delaware, you have Flamborough, you have Sunset, you have the APC series. And you have Peterborough Autumn Colors. Peterborough Autumn Colors used to be huge, but there was only two different classes that ran alongside with APC. But now that they added Sunset, you see a smaller, uh, you know, contingent of of people at the Autumn Colors, right? And and there's you know, a late model race in Ontario every single weekend. Every weekend, yes, every correct. weekend. And but there's a lot to be said. It, it's it's having to catch up now, and 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 there's there's smaller pockets of cars at at certain races. Let me point so at asking, something. Let I'm, me point at something yep. just before you ask. 
Yeah. Luke designed, the owner of APC, yes. designed a program Absolutely. that if you ran your Pro Late model at a home track, yeah. you were rewarded. Absolutely. So I just want to put that out as yep. a preface of too many races. Yep. Luke actually pushed the ball to get more races. Absolutely. No, and, and I'm I'm only asking, you know, yeah. when you look across the across the the border, mm-hmm. um, you know, when you look at, at the late model stocks, for instance, right? Right, right. Um the more schedules got added to the late model stocks, uh, the 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 further spread out everything got. And then they had to get together and create a, a you know, kind of a, a contingent where they ran less races in across North Carolina that were bigger. Um, and, and I'm not saying that that's the case with this. Right. You know, right. we don't know. <laughs> this is just getting off the ground. I just wanted, I just wanted to know if what there was the, thought what the, it. yeah, what the kind of consideration there is, um, to overpopulating, you know, a class within a, within a maritime area. Yeah, for sure. Uh, I think it kind of goes back to, you know, a handful of these events were, were existing already. Yep. Right. So the, we always had the best of the best 150 at, at Speedway 660. And when we had that, we used it as a, as a precursor to speed weekend, you know, Labor Day weekend. Yeah. Um, first, first weekend of September there, a lot of teams would come and test, you know, in, in, a, in a longer race for, for the 250. Mm-hmm. Um, Wayne has the, you know, the, the Petty International in early June. Yep. That's going to be one of one of these races. So there's two, the late, um, the late final date on September 30th there at, at Petty Raceway. Um, that's an existing date already. Gotcha. Um, the August long weekend date at, at Oyster Bed was a very strategic pick based on. It's very interesting with the way the provincial calendars line up on that one because in New, in New Brunswick and in Nova Scotia that's a long weekend. Right. And in PEI, it is not. Oh. So your local teams don't have to use the extra day to travel. Right. But your away teams can. Right. And and turn it into a vacation or whatever they want. Makes a difference. So that was a, that was a strategic choice in that date as well. So, you know, there, there's a couple there's a couple little strategic pieces in there, um, but a lot of it has to do with, you know, us at 660. We run pro stock weekly or, or biweekly, we'll call it. Um, if I'm race directing at that series, we're not running at 660, at right. least that day. Right. So that's not going to overcrowd my guys for wanting to run two places at once. Right. Um, obviously Petty or OBS are not going to be running at least the pro stock division on, on a day days. where they're somewhere else. Right. right. Um, so our overall calendar didn't really expand a whole lot other than maybe one or two. Mm. And, and those one or two just went from a normal show to 150 laps. Yeah. That's so cool. th- those teams are already buying tires. They're already getting there. They're already there. We've just extended the show. By the way, we're basically spending the money on their tires because it's a thousand dollars to start. Mm-hmm. It's $4,000 to win it. Nice. And it's, you know, it, it's really not expanding that schedule a whole lot other than, making it a bigger event which i understand that's a component to it as well when you have all big i always say if you have chocolate cake for breakfast it's not a every day it's not a treat anymore that's right so if every event is 150 laps every weekend everywhere then it just becomes the norm yeah so you know we also have to remember this is year one and it's 
you know, let's see where we can go from here. Get it you off know, the me, ground first, right? Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Me and Wayne have said to multiple people that, you know, this isn't a one and done deal. This is, you know, we're, we're in this for the long haul to make it work. We're in it to have fun. We're in it to make it fair for everybody. And we're in it to make it a show for the fans. And, uh, you know, one component of that is we're going to be having the, the, cho- the choose rule. Mm. for for lineups under caution that's a controversial one that some people like or don't like yep um some tracks you know depending on the day 660 can be a bottom feed track and then it could be a an outside groove track yep petty raceway is kind of the same way if depending on the day the way the weather is it could Mm -hmm. be one lane versus the other yep and in in oyster bed and in uh, pei I believe it's an outside groove in one and two and an inside groove in three and four. So right. where the heck do you go there? Yeah, right. Exactly. So it, it should make things fun and exciting. Um, you know, other little fun programs like every week, whichever, once you get to round two, the points leader will have fluorescent yellow tape on their spoiler across their windshield. And if they let me put it across the bottom of their valence, that's great. Just to signal to the fans. That's, you know, the points leader. That's your points so, leader. Yep. Some, sometimes that, visibility is needed with stuff like that so we're going to try to do some fun different things along those lines they keep it tuned to race time radio they'll know who the point leader is each and every time final question for you tonight brent uh, because we're getting up on the clock here uh and i know you can't speak for wayne or for robbie out on uh, the island but in discussions have those other guys said no this is going to do it i'm not going to take a pro stock tour race in 2023 or are those guys still going, you know, we're doing this, but yeah, I'm still going to be part of the tour. That, that's an excellent question. Um, and one that you're not the first person won't be the last to ask. Um, I really can't speak a whole lot for those guys. I do know that they're speaking to the tour. And, I, and for the most part, I know that the tour is probably going to go back to both those um, both those tracks. Um, I do know that also I've been speaking to the tour. Yeah. Um, I got a meeting with them here next week and week or week two or week or two from now. So, you know, it, it's not like we're saying go away. Right. As I said, the door has always been open for the tour to come back to 660 for whenever they want. Um, if anything, this has kind of pushed the ball in the direction of them wanting to come back a little bit more. Gotta so, it. you know, I've, it's not been for a lack of trying my, uh, my phone's got a lot of miles on it. That's yeah. for sure. Yeah. So we'll, uh, we'll see, you know, like I said, I got a, I got a meeting with them and I'd love for them to come back to 660 and, uh, and put on a show. Um, you know, I, I think that you'll see them at Oyster Bed and I think you'll see them at Petty. Um, and then also at Scotia and Riverside as well. So we want them to, you know, exist and, and, uh, and have fun because there's a lot of history there too, but we also, uh, we also feel that there's a there's a spot for us as well because it's a little bit more open of a rules package that we can mm-hmm. make fair for everybody and everybody have fun, right? So Gotta love it's, it, uh, it's a lot of excitement behind it. Good for you guys. Good for you for putting the thinking cap on and moving it down the road for the fan and not trying to disrupt the tour. Like, hats off to you because it's a great tour. It always has been. I've been in love with it forever, as you know. Uh, but I'm going to be in love with two series now, uh, one tour, one series. And Brett Roy, we're going to get you back on lots as we go through the off season here. And we'll get some updates from you. Sound good? Absolutely, yeah. Looking forward to it. Like I said, once I uh, once I get some stuff done for Speed Weekend, one of the biggest things I saw the APC tour uh, schedule come out, and Labor Day weekend is completely off. 
So uh, I've already started bugging those guys. Um, you know, with literally zero changes, yes. they bolt our tires on and come race. 660. I've been saying it for years. 660. Yeah, yeah. 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 God, yeah. I love that event. Uh, that's yeah. the only one I've been able to take in, hopefully this year. All, all the changes. I'd like to come out and cover the whole series. That would be great. Yeah, well, we certainly love to have you, and we can talk about that a little bit further, and then have you for uh, for Speed Weekend as well. Love to meet you in person and have you come out. That would be that'd be fantastic. I mean, where else can you go for three days of racing, a live band, thousands of people, over five hundred campers on site? It it just the place doesn't stop. It's a little mini village for the entire weekend, and you can. It doesn't matter who you are. You can stop at anybody's campfire and have a say, and you usually get handed a beer or two, <laughs> whether you want whether you want to or not. But oh, yeah. uh, it, it's a lot of fun. Sadisco's hospitality, and I'd be able to spend the weekend with my buddy Brad. Man, he lives just up the road. Yep, he's a multi multi track champion at 660. He could show you around the place quite well. Oh, I can. Uh, I wouldn't doubt it. Uh, Brad, thanks so much for the time tonight. Thanks for answering all those hard questions. We appreciate it, and I know the listeners do too, bud. Yeah, no problem. I really appreciate you guys having me on here. We're uh, our next uh, our next couple things coming along. We'll we'll make sure you guys are included so we can uh, you know really get the word out there to the to the masses. Sounds awesome, and we will do that. We're gonna hit a quick break here on Race Time Radio. When we come back, we're gonna talk Rev TV Canada with Mike Garrow. We'll be back. Come on, wake up, honey. Thanks, I got. A little money coming my way We gotta get out of here If you find me some cigarettes Little whiskey and me From coast to coast, coast to coast You're listening to Canada Talks. to Canada Talks Now, a flashback in Canadian music history Here's Eric Elford Tom Cochran's most famous song Life is a Highway was a number one hit in Canada And it hit the top ten in the Billboard charts back in 1992 it was written after Tom's famine relief work overseas took place. He was so taken with what was happening there, he wrote it as a pick-me-up to himself after watching the devastation. That's why he mentioned places in the song like Khyber Pass, along with his hometown of Vancouver. Canadian Sports Trivia, here's Joe Thistle. During the 2000 NBA All-Star festivities, the Toronto Raptors' Vince Carter exploded to win the dunk contest with a series of moves including a through-the-leg slam. Carter's air show was a defining moment for basketball in Canada, putting the Raptors and the entire country on the map. A championship now in the books, Canada has become a hotbed for NBA talent. And it was Vince Carter flying through the air that started it all. Canadian Sports Trivia. Even though Napa is a nationally known name, nearly all of our stores are built from the ground up by local owners and families. People you might call neighbors will be here, there, and everywhere. Doing what neighbors do to keep their communities moving forward. You stop by a Napa Auto Parts store, you can count on Napa know-how. Tonight's Race Time Radio is brought to you by Napa Auto Parts stores, New Glasgow, Andy Ganesh, and Port Hawkesbury, Nova Scotia. You can count on Napa know-how. AP Race Fuels, the worldwide leader in race fuel technology. Now, a flashback in Canadian music history. Here's Eric Elper. Rush holds a special place in our hearts and in the record books. 
They've sold more than 40 million copies around the world. They have a star in the Hollywood Walk of Fame, inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, and Officers of the Order of Canada. And they've released 24 gold records and 14 platinum albums, placing them fifth for the most consecutive gold or platinum studio albums by any rock band. From the high banks of Daytona, we cover it all. Ooh, that's going to be the mark. And now, back to the Joes. Hey, shake and bake, Cal. Woo, shake and bake. And here on Race Time Radio. That was a fast break, Junior. I don't care what you say. That was a quick one. And uh, I know you are as excited as I am to get our next guest up on the hotline. This guy is responsible for what we all get to see on television, Rev TV Canada. We got the Perez with us. We got Mike Darrow. What's going on, Mikey? How are you, bud? Good, good, Joe. Great to see you. And I, yeah, I, like, the, I like the shirt. And thanks for the plug. Ah, baby, I put this one on. I said, hey, Mikey's coming on. I got to dig this one out and get it on. Yeah, yeah. So how are things? No, I, I appreciate it. I appreciate it. It's been, uh, yeah, it's been quite the season. And uh, things will be back at it uh, starting up on January on the 20th and 21st will be uh, the first uh, two races of our 100 live race coverage uh, for the 2023 season for various uh, organizations with the, the Nitro RX, which is the Travis Pastrata's group. And that's coming from uh, the, uh, the grounds at Trois Rivières. So unlike the Pinty series in the, uh, in the summertime, it's going to be an interesting uh, layout. And I'm sure Joe Jr. can appreciate that in the winter and what that's going to feel like. <laughs> Trois Rivières in, in the wintertime, I can only imagine how many fenders are going to go flying. It is going to be epic. I met Travis at Daytona back when he was running He's in NASCAR. He's a nut job, isn't he? He is the nicest guy you'd ever want Oh, to nice guy, but just oh, a yeah. nut job. Oh, yeah. Oh, there's a couple it, screws it, not tight in there. 100%. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. no, that's that's what we love about him. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, he's. Uh, it, it is going to be a really cool event. There's so much buzz around this event. Um, you know, the, the Dumoulins, uh the, the you know the history there with uh, with LP and and JF and their dad and and uh, you know all of the the contingent the Quebec contingent of the Pindy series um, but also all the Quebec contingent from all the sports car series and oh, you know yeah. the micro cup and uh, you know the list goes on and on um, it, you know that there's so much history with Trois Rivieres and this event is going to be something special well if you haven't got Rev TV Canada yet on your television you can get it now anywhere i'm talking satellite i'm talking rogers i'm talking i don't care who your provider is call them you get rev tv and you can have rev tv on your lineup just like we do here in the race time radio studio and have for a long time mike you got a lot of great programming on there i love the all north stuff uh, you guys just keep making it better and better and better. I know we're seeing some reruns now, but this winter is going to be pretty cool. There's still lots to come. Oh, absolutely. And I think, you know, the, the response with the all North racing, all North racing, North racing program that we've had this year, you know, we have had quite a few submissions that we, you know, we were live with a number of series with the RS ones, Joe, that you were involved with as well uh, with the area 27 folks, but you know, we've also got uh, some coverage that we we did with uh, Sobble Beach that'll be debuting as a holiday gift in December. And uh, we've got, yeah, we had stuff from Calgary. We had stuff from the uh, Scotia Speedway as well out east. So it was really nice to see a lot of the uh, grassroots tracks kind of represented in their own way. And 
Again, as I encourage anybody with uh, involved with tracks or teams to go to the site, you can find out how to do it. Uh, there's no cost to you, um, the track or the, the, the organization. We'll provide the airtime, Rev will do the edit and stuff like that around it. And uh, we'll even give you some commercial inventory. And people say, wow. you know, well, what's in it for Rev? Well, really what's in it for us is you're getting to showcase the racing from those local tracks and showcasing on our on our national platform. And I think that that's uh, it's a positive thing as well for a lot of the drivers, because if they can point out to their other sponsors and say, hey, we're also going to have nat national coverage because I'm going to be racing on this race, this race and this race. Maybe that puts a few more bucks in their pocket. Absolutely. One hundred percent. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's, uh, you know, anytime that uh, a driver can say, um, you know, the, the utter the words television, you know, when, when you're talking sponsorship, uh, it, it, you know, it definitely increases the value. And, and, and uh, you know, when, when it's a great platform and a, and a solid product and, and all of those great things and in the markets where, where they are, you know, it's not, it's not just on TV and it's going to be, you know, it, you know, in, in Vegas, you know, or, or it's going to be in Florida. Uh, it's no, it's going to be in the markets where they're in, yeah. uh, across the country, across in, in their Canada. country, in, in, in their country. Yeah. Um, it means the world. Yeah. Um, Mike, so we did, uh, Saskatoon. I forgot we were in Saskatoon this year. Absolutely. Uh, we've been up in Haifa, Alberta as well. And then with the final, well, for that location with the, uh, the Canada 200 that we aired live, uh, back in Labor Day weekend. So, I hopefully that uh, the team out there has uh, secured some new space. I haven't spoke to Daryl uh, Crocker in a little bit of time, but right. I'm sure him and the whole team out there are, are quite busy. Yeah. Well, and that one would take a little bit of editing, Michael, before you could re-air that. I watched it live. Uh, I know I was back and forth with uh, Trevor Siebert as yeah. we're watching it live, and I went, mm, don't think we're done with yellows yet. Bam, another one. And we just get that one cleaned up. Bam, another one. What I couldn't believe, Mike, in that live broadcast was the yeah. guys were hitting, going back into the pits, and they were fixing the cars and coming back out. So it wasn't like oh, they were knocked and out and of the you're race. You're giving some great insight on, on, on that stuff as well, Joe. Amazing. And, I mean, I think it's just one of those things where, especially, and I've sort of come to learn this, it's sort of the, the last go of the season, so it's like all out. Oh, yeah, <laughs> last go of their season, last go of that racetrack's history. Nobody mm -hmm. was going to be denied a lap. They really wanted yeah. to be in that show. Yep, no, it was a pleasure to be a part of it, and uh, we, we appreciated uh, the opportunity to kind of uh, put that on rev and, and looking forward to kind of next steps in uh, 2023. Mike, you know, I've, I've scanned through, you know, lots of times and, and uh, you know, sitting on the couch and, and you know, I, I see a race and, uh, you know, it, whether it be where, wherever it might be uh, across the U.S. And, and, and at the end, you know, it, it's speed sport, you know, and they, they have a, you know, the little block at the end. Um, you guys have had, you know, a longstanding relationship. Um, uh, earlier this week, we see um, Speedsport is actually having a channel now in the U.S. Um, it, does that change anything to the coverage that we're going to see on Rev? Does it increase because they have a channel now and there's lots more content? Or, or what does that do for, for the, the content moving forward uh, with, with Rev and, and Speedsport? Well, again, I, you know, we have a, we have a great relationship with them. Um, I think it, if anything, it just kind of further speaks to the, I want to, I'll use the word, but I'll say renaissance of, of motorsports in, in all various forms. Um, you know, you look here, even in Canada with the things going on in the development, whether it's up at, at Oro station or the, the Porsche experience that they're building out in, uh, in, in Durham, I believe, 
Um, I think it really speaks to the to the resurgence of it. And from our perspective, I mean, you know, Rev will continue to look at all opportunities when it comes to content from around the world. Obviously, uh, you know, there's some great grassroots stuff from Speedsport. And then, you know, we we found ourselves in a position where we like to really um, pretty much remain neutral because we've also worked with the folks at Flow Sport uh, Racing and we've had some of their content content on the channel as well. Um, so I think it, it kind of behooves us just to kind of continue to, to look for it. But really what it also comes down to, Joe Jr., is, and we this is where we, we really, I give Ed Canerva on our programming side mad props, is we really try to listen to the viewer, right? Absolutely. And we'll get emails in and people be requesting certain series and stuff. Bottom line is, if we get the request, we'll do what we can. It all comes down to rights. You know, what rights are available for the market that we're in? Mm -hmm. uh, and so I, I think, you know, I think people are going to be pleasantly surprised. We've got some changes that we're making in 2023, but I can assure folks we're going to be so close to that, uh, if not going over the 100 live races, Mark. Um, but I'm also equally proud of the fact that our team has, and though we're a small team, we also have a lot of diverse programming on the channel too. So if you're into kind of the lifestyle stuff, I know, Joe, you've had Todd Lewis on a number of times and the Rev culture is, is coming along great. I know he's working on a, a latest episode, which will be kind of a whole interview series that he's been doing uh, with all the various champions of the 2022 season. So that'll be kind of rolling out, I think next week, but uh, I'm sure there'll be posts by Ed and Todd on it. Yeah. At the same time, um, I look at things like, you know, Barn Fine Hunters from Haggerty's Insurance that we've got on the channel. That's a, a cool show. It's a great show. Yeah, it's yes. Tom Cotter, who, who's the host, I mean, he, as they say on the promo, he wrote the book when it comes to that. So I think it's it's giving that kind of diversity, uh, Joe Jr., on the channel for the viewers and, and giving a little bit of something for everyone. Um, I, I feel like we've really, certainly from a two-wheel standpoint, everything from, you know, MotoGP to the new uh, World Supercross series that kicked off, and, and that'll be starting up again uh, in 2023. We'll have coverage around you know, and, and I think, like I said, we just we listen to what the customers want and we do our best to see what we can deliver. Well, you guys are nailing it, nailing it big time. And we really appreciate it. We're with Mike Garrow. He is the president of Rev TV Canada. And you can get it on your television here in Canada, coast to coast. Uh, Mike, are you on anything in the U.S.? Does can Rev TV Canada be played down south? So uh, not at this point. <laughs> <laughs> at this point. And, 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 and uh, I think, you know, if uh, I think the Rev brand lends itself to other markets, mm -hmm. shall we say. Ah. Um, so we're very much looking at uh, a, a whole bunch of other opportunities and, you know, Rev TV Go could be a go. So we're, ah. we're looking at things very closely. Ah, so stay tuned is the best way to put that. Mike, let's ah. do some contesting. I know you and I uh, discussed it a little bit earlier today. Uh, yeah. let, let's launch that baby. So, so I was thinking, obviously, you know, we're in December, we're in the, the holiday mode and stuff like that. And people are, you know, looking for gifts or, you know, things to re-gift, if you will, and stuff. And we were pretty fortunate with the, one of our sponsorship partners um, with WeatherTech. And so I was talking to Joe, and we mentioned this with Race Time Radio. I thought, oh, perfect for the Race Time Radio listeners if they haven't done this just yet. So what we're doing is uh, we're going to be giving away a $250 WeatherTech gift certificate, along with a, a shirt, not the one Joe's wearing, but your own, <laughs> and a little, a little Rev TV 
hat stuff that Ooh. we'll be sending you in the package. Um, and all you got to do is it, no cost to enter. All you got to do is just go to revtv.ca, click on our newsletter. It uh, is free to enter. It's great. Ed Canerva does it. it. It plugs, gives you all the heads up on the live races we've got coming up uh, each week on the channel. And what we'll do is we'll do a draw from there. And then, Joe, you can announce it on your, I believe, final show is this December 18th. December 18th. Yep. Yep. That is, uh, that's the one. How about that? A $250 gift certificate. There you go. $250. Keep it for yourself. Regift it. It's the holiday time. So. I know. Am I allowed to enter? I know what I'd get, Michael. I'd get one of those bloody cup phones. I've been waiting a long time for a cup phone, a WeatherTech cup phone. I think they're the coolest thing. LP Dumoulin's got one in his race car, and you can tell when he fiddles with it because he usually wrecks. Usually. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, because no, no, he's no, playing with his cup phone. There's some great stuff, and, and our two dogs, Wilson and Maddie, love their, their dog bowl stuff that they've got too. So without getting too into the plugging yeah. them too much, but they've been a great they've been a great supporter of, of Rev as well. And uh, certainly a lot of the coverage we did around the, the IMSA WeatherTech series had a great time up at Canadian Tire Park uh, this uh, this summer. Uh, great, great hospitality from the folks at CTMP. And uh, looking forward to 2023. Yeah, dynamite stuff. All you got to do is get there and register. What did you ask, Junior? Can I, I get I, in? I said, can I get in on this? Like, no. can I? I you got to register. Enter. I'm gonna, I'm gonna register <coughs> as soon as we get off the air here. So am I. Yep. So yeah, am I. Anybody? So whoever registers and 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 on there, send it through. And I'll tell you what, we'll we'll add another little bonus twist here. Oh, another yeah, one. Little bonus twist because there are a lot of listeners Joe that I know you've sent us that have subscribed to the newsletter that are probably listening going, I already have the newsletter, which is awesome. So thank you. Yeah. If you send an email, just an email to email. info at revtv.ca. Okay. We'll enter you in as well, even if you've already got the newsletter. Oh, now isn't that cool? Info at revtv.ca. Is and we'll the enter email you in that same contest if you're already a, uh, a subscriber. subscriber. So mm-hmm. we'll keep on giving. You are good. You should be wearing a beard and a hat tonight, buddy. I wish I had a little more hair, but uh, I, I do have a bit of a beard going on. <laughs> <laughs> Too much. Uh, well, I know I look forward to it. You know, with the holidays coming up, uh, it's always great spending family time. But I know when, you know, when, when Junior and I and Susie and all the other Chisholm's get here. Uh, we mm-hmm. have a great time, uh, but there is time where we break away. And I yep. know when Junior and I break away, first thing we do is we hit what's on television. What's on? And we go, boom, Rev TV. What do we got on? And uh, we've turned it on and seen monster trucks. We've turned it on, seen short track racing. Uh, mm-hmm. We turned it on and seen IndyCar stuff. We've seen everything on Rev TV. You got it all. You got the whole gamut covered. Yeah, I mean, we're very much trying to, you know, give a little bit of something to all the different audiences and and stuff. And what we're finding, too, is it's interesting because even this year when we were at the Honda Indy and we we had a whole uh, setup in that there and we brought um, Tony Sharpless with the mini um, motorbike or, or sonic motorbike school, people were amazed and they were stopping by and you know the program she has for young kids and stuff as well that that can get in on the two-wheel action and stuff Mm. it there is really a little bit more cross interest than i than i than i than some people might not have assumed and and i i found i've been finding that to be very fascinating as we've kind of got out this year and we're able to meet a lot of people and 
you know, we were out in uh, Edmonton uh, with our friends at Wild TV at the uh, Edmonton Snowmobile Festival and ATV thing out there. And we've got obviously ATV shows with Trek at ATV from uh, Ryan Groom and his team out, out in Eastern Canada. They, they do a great job with that series. And then obviously we'll have Snowmobile TV that'll be kicking off uh, actually this the two weeks time and then they'll have the 2023 season so it's it really is interesting i think it's one of those things where it kind of brings people together in different ways mm. uh and different walks of life and and that's that's one of the really cool parts about interacting with with the public and, and sort of gauging and finding out their their own passion and interest well going off base here a little bit i know you moved how did the move go are you all set now in the new house or are you still in transition we're, we're, we're in, I'll say we're in. And then, uh, thankfully enough, uh, I have bell five here at home, which is 1414 and, uh, 1413 on satellite and, uh, Dunjar did an awesome job. So we managed to get in time. And so we were able to do this cause I was panicking a little bit with the old cell phone technology, Joe, as you know, earlier today. So Beck hasn't throttled you yet saying, okay, I'm done with this transition, Michael. Yes, yes. No, we're uh, we're feeling really good. So very, uh, very excited uh, with the new space and uh, kind of using a little bit of the downtime to, to transition and get into it because 2023 is going to come very fast and uh, we're, we're excited to get things kicked off. Well, it's going to be exciting and even more exciting now. Thanks for launching the contest here on Race Time Radio. I don't know what else we got to add, but you've got her all covered. We got new stuff coming on the channel. Uh, everything seems to be working right, and it's even going to look better as we move down the road. Absolutely, yeah. No, we've got a like I said, we've got a great group. Our our, our good friends that we work uh, that we have our partnership with with uh, Passmag and um, you know Tim Rutledge's team. It, it's just been amazing, and uh, I'm just I feel very fortunate about the position we're in, and, and looking forward to kind of continuing to entertain people for for 2023. Mike Garrow, thanks so much for the time tonight on Race Time Radio. You have a good one, my friend. You too, Joe. And Joe Jr., good to connect with you. And uh, please say hi to Sue. Will absolutely do. She heard you already. Thanks so much. That is Mike Garrow, Rev TV Canada. you got to get the channel. Get to, the th- get to their site and subscribe. Got to hit this break, Junior, and then we'll talk on the way back. time to get back to the racetracks for over 30 years quick quick fire starters have fueled the sport on and off the track making lighting your campfire as easy as one two three there's no need for kindling or paper just pop your quick quick fire starter in the pit add your wood and presto you're a pro quick quick fire starters no harmful chemicals and guaranteed to light your fire every time Quick Quick Fire Starters, the world's best fire starter. Rev TV, your motorsports and automotive destination. Watch live races from around the world and right here at home from two wheels to four and so much more. Rev TV is your source for motorsports. Rev TV features exclusive race series, up-to-date news coverage, documentaries, how-to programs, and adrenaline-filled lifestyle programs 24-7. Go green with Rev TV. Contact your TV provider to order. Tonight's Race Time Radio is fueled by AP Race Fuels, the worldwide leader in race fuel technology. If you're a Springsteen fan, you just found the promised land. Here, 
rare interviews, and performances. Live concerts. Is there anybody DJs. This is Rob Lowe. Hey, baby, it's little Steven here. And more exclusives when listening to Bruce Springsteen's channel. Welcome, Bruce Springsteen, to E Street Radio, your home Great. away from home. Great to meet you. E Street Radio, Sirius XM, Channel 20. Canadian Sports Trivia, here's Joe Thistle. During the 2000 NBA All-Star festivities, the Toronto Raptors' Vince Carter exploded to win the dunk contest with a series of moves including a through-the-leg slam. Carter's air show was a defining moment for basketball in Canada, putting the Raptors and the entire country on the map. A championship now in the books, Canada has become a hotbed for NBA talent. And it was Vince Carter flying through the air that started it all. Canadian Sports Trivia. Men, 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 morning men. Hi, I'm Evan Cohen. And I'm Mike Babchuk. We were given 30 seconds to describe our show, Morning Men, on Mad Dog Sports Radio. So I'll ask you some questions and you give me the answers. What do we do for fun? You go to the diner with your family. Me? I drink and forget I have a family. Biggest crush? You? Tom Brady. Me? Anyone in yoga pants. What do we want to do more of? You? Talk about what happened the night before in the world of sports. Me? I would like to do more of my wife. I think we just ran out of time. Morning Men, 6 to 10 a.m. Eastern, Mad Dog Sports Radio, Sirius XM 82, and the Sirius XM app. Welcome back. Race Time Radio. And welcome back, everybody, to Race Time Radio, all live tonight on Sirius XM, Channel 167, Canada Talks. And we're on our YouTube channel at uh, Racetime Radio TV on YouTube, or you can go the old way and go racetimeradio.com, and you can check us out that way, uh, multiple ways. And then through the week, the performancemotorsportnetwork.com is another viable option where you can listen to Racetime Radio each and every week, and that is uh, the different ways you can get Race Time Radio. Junior, we got about 30 seconds, and then I got to throw it back to Toronto for the news update. And we got Gary Elliott coming up on the show. It's going to be a lot of fun catching up with the Iron Man. It will be for sure. Uh, got uh, got a chance to race against him a little bit this year uh, towards the end of the That's year over right at Flamborough too. Speedway over at uh, at Peterborough. So it'll be fun to talk to him about that. And, uh, yeah, it'll be good to catch up. He's got lots of news coming out. He sure does. He's got lots of news coming out. And uh, he's got some die casts that we're going to be talking about. The Iron Man, 50 years celebrating um, I don't know whether 50 years this year, 50 years next year, but we are going to get clarity on all of it after the news update. It only takes 90 seconds, and then we are back with you absolutely live tonight. We'll have Gary Elliott coming up. We'll also hear from Al Labor from the uh, Avion Motorsports. So truly coast to coast tonight. We're heading out to BC as well. So uh, you don't want to miss that. Uh, and that's what we got to look forward to here in our number two. We'll uh, throw it back to you in Toronto. Get us up to date, everybody. And then we will come back. And I can say not only will you hear Gary Elliott, but I'm pretty sure you're going to see him if you're watching on YouTube. Stay with us, everybody. You're listening to Canada Talks on Sirius XM Channel 167. Race Time Radio is brought to you by the Quality Inn, Halifax Airport, the official stay of the Race Time Radio broadcast crew. Also by APX Racewear, the motorsports leader in custom crew apparel and fire suits. 
Also by the Wooden Door Bistro. Got old Chase Elliott. He gets turned into the outside wall. Holy cow. The thrill of the race. You just never know how it's going to play out. Insider access to the drivers. We'll roll with it. We're enjoying it. We'll, we'll collect as many trophies as we can. Uh, let's go finish this thing, baby. It's a new normal. Better figure it out. Sirius XM NASCAR Radio, Channel 90. Thank you, you are the man! <laughs> We're back with our number two of Race Time Radio. With the two Joes. Here on Race Time Radio. On Sirius XM 167. Where Canada talks. And we are back with you live tonight on Race Time Radio. Just about set to bring Gary Elliott up. He's working on his camera. We can see him. Uh, let's, see, let's see if we can hear him. Oh, uh, Iron Man, what are you doing? I can see you. You're just working away at it, aren't you? Oh, oh now I got a video of somebody uh, with uh, playing with a pig. <laughs> too funny i'll uh, switch back over and see if i can get gary up on here nope that ain't gonna work i'm gonna hang up and call gary back that's what i'm gonna do uh junior whereabouts did you catch up with the iron man i caught up with him at flamborough speedway um for the final installment of the uh, Oktoberfest uh for uh, the grisdale triple crown uh he he uh Race there, and then uh, as well at uh, Peterborough Autumn Colors. Peterborough Autumn so, Colors. So yeah, made the made the long trip over. Got a couple of races in, and and uh, got the chance to see the Quaker State number thirty six. And uh, yeah, it was definitely pretty cool. Yeah, uh, awesome stuff. We do see Gary back up on our video. Hopefully, he stays right where he's at, and uh, we'll bring him up on the hotline. What's going on, Gary? We can see you. We can hear you, buddy. How are you? Ah, still working on technical stuff. That's okay. He's working on it, and then we'll get Gary Elliott up here. Uh, he had a decent year right on that east coast of Canada. He was, uh, uh, of course, in the Maritime Pro Stock Tour, the East Coast International Pro Stock Tour. Uh, he did a fine job this year. He had a couple of really, really good finishes. Junior? It was that you were throwing it to me. I was throwing it. I thought you were throwing it. To, I thought you were throwing it to Gary. I'm trying to. Get I'm, I'm watching. I'm watching on here. Are I'm you? watching on my phone here, so I could see Gary's face. So I thought you were throwing it to Gary. Gary. I'm extremely sorry about that. Gary, can you hear us now? Well, barely. Just barely. <laughs> well, Just barely. We'll, we'll oh, yell oh, at oh, you. Oh, now we see. Uh, we see. Um, I can't remember the name of the dog. Doodles. Buttons, buttons, that's it. We see buttons on the screen. Tell you what, Gary, I'm going to get Susie to give you a quick dial-up. Uh, we'll, oh, there you are. Well, maybe we don't have to dial. Yep, maybe we can still watch you on here. Uh, turn that camera sideways, and we should be all set. There we go. We're getting the Iron Man. We're getting it all figured out. We can see the car in the background, and we can see you, Gary. How you doing tonight? I'm doing pretty good, thank you. Can you hear me okay? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, we can hear you just fine, just fine. Uh, uh, so, I see the uh, Quaker State 36 in the background there. What, do you got it all blown apart, ready to uh, strip it down and get it ready for another season? 
actually, uh, what you're seeing there is uh, us putting it back together. So we're actually reassembling it. Oh, so you got you guys are way ahead of the curve. Oh yeah, uh, we had the engine out, we had the drive line out, we've uh, put all new brake pads on it, uh, repacked all the wheel bearings, fixed uh, the things that were need to be repaired. We're just putting a brand new body on it now. Gotta love it, Gary. Uh, is this gonna be? Is was this your fiftieth year this year, or is actually the two thousand twenty three season? going to be the official 50th year so next year 2023 will be the 50th year for me in quaker state gotcha this it'll be my it'll be my 55th yeah i thought 50 was a while ago i honestly i did but then i went hold on a second i know we're celebrating 50 with something maybe i'm maybe i'm all you know sort of mixed up in my mind i thought you had a lot more years in 55 years, Gary Elliott. That is amazing. Thank you very much. And you know what? Uh, I had a few people trying to tell me that I should retire maybe in a couple of years. So because 2024 will be 50 full seasons with Quaker State. So I'm, I'll see how long I can get them to stay with me. But if they can stay with me for two or three more years. But then Bill Zard will come along. <laughs> and uh, so I, you know what? Uh, 80 looks pretty good. Oh, and you're not, uh, Gary, you could do it. Uh, if Billy Z got back into that car this year, and he did fantastic behind the wheel. Uh, you know what, Gary Elliott, I can't see you slowing down anytime soon. Well, you know what, about six years ago, just before my 50th anniversary in 2018, so around 2017, uh, people were saying, you know what, so maybe you said this would be a good time. And when I thought about that after they said that like you know over, i was pondering it over the next couple of months and i started to cry i said no i'm not i can't i love this sport and it's not about winning it's about racing and it's not about racing it's about all the people and i just love being on the racetrack and i watched the snowball derby today and the 35 cars finished and somebody finished 35th so there yeah. was only one guy that won Exactly. And watching uh, Thorne in that 43 car today, didn't it, when you think back, Gary, didn't it remind you of watching a Junior Hanley super late model race years ago? Everybody was running for second when Junior was on the track. I can remember it distinctively, and I know you will. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, he just had the field covered. But he's had the field covered for a few years. And uh, I think something like he's he's last three snowball derbies so that's pretty amazing so you know good for him that he won it and i'm sure, pretty sure he's pretty emotional but hopefully he got through tech yeah because uh, the guy that won last night didn't <laughs> oh yeah or the night before right right uh, yeah, one of them didn't make it through so yeah and they you know tight scrutiny yeah absolutely they have it at the snowball derby and uh i believe he made it through no problem but gary another big thing that's coming up for the 36 camp is uh, you've got a diecast car really on the doorstep on its way into Canada. Uh, can you tell us about the diecast car? I know it's special, and I know I want one. Okay, well, let me let me just move over here. Okay. Um, I, I wasn't sure if you're going to ask me about the diecast, but just give me one sec. I don't mean to. Oh. 
So I wanted to have a die cast for, oh, yeah, I got my thumb on the screen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's you move your thumb, smart. things going to get even. Like, there we go. Yeah, that's like taking the lead on the race, and instead of the gas pedal, you hit the brake pedal. <laughs> you did so, it. <laughs> this, this is the car. Uh, can you see it all right? Ah, yeah. it's coming so into that, focus. Yeah, it's coming into focus. And, uh, yeah, so that's going to be... Uh, my paint scheme for next year, and it's also going to be the die cast that we ordered them from Lionel Racing. Mm -hmm. I was going to order 50, uh, like because of 50 years, and then I thought, ah, maybe I'll try to order 200 because I might have some friends that want one. Well, when Lionel said, you need to order 700, you can't just get 200. So wow. we ordered 700. And as of uh, this morning, we've sold 508. Ah. So we have, we have just under 200 left. Well, if you want a piece of Canadian racing history, trust me, race fans, you want one of these diecast cars. And they are easy to get. They are affordable. And all you got to do is contact you, right, Gary? Yeah, contact me on Facebook or, or wherever. That's probably the easiest place. And then message me. Um, I'm pretty excited about this because... It's the longest driver car sponsorship in racing history. And the closest one to us is Kenny Bernstein with the funny car driver with Budweiser for 33 years. Wow. So I'm, I, I'm pretty excited, pretty proud because I said to somebody the other day, I'm like the guy that's been working in the woods and in the forest for years. And then I come out and take a look back and I didn't realize I made so many tree houses. <laughs> so I, I've just been fortunate to, you know, that for good health, I've been blessed. The Lord has blessed me and, and Quaker State has stayed with me for so long. And I, I'm so excited about it. I'm I'm really happy about this this year. Then the next year, the year after, it'll be 1974 to 2024. So we'll do something special for 2024 as well. We're going to have hats and hoodies and things like that, of course, for, for this year. And I'm looking at uh, trying to get at least 20 plus nights in this year, maybe 25. I'd like to. Wow. That's an ambitious schedule. That's awesome. Gary, uh, uh, you know, we, we got a chance in, in leading into this interview, uh, you know, before we got you on the hotline, um, we got a chance to see you over here in Ontario. Uh, you know, towards the end of the year, uh, you, you made the trip over and, and uh, got to run at Flamborough and as well at, uh, at Peterborough. What was that like coming back over here? Well, it was fantastic because uh, I got to see a lot of my fans and a lot of friends. Uh, even family came that I haven't seen for three years. Uh, it was well worth the, the run. Um, so in 2000, 2010, uh, I, we were pretty fast at Flamborough, our late model. So we had, uh, I think we were like a 15.29. And uh, so, but the last five years racing late models there, I couldn't get below the four. I couldn't get in the threes. And so we were the 12th fastest out of the 25 cars in practice. But then I only had one set of tires and I was using them all day. Mm -hmm. And plus, J.R. Fitzpatrick said, uh, well, he said it to me the next week at, <laughs> at uh, Peterborough. He said, Gary, the shocks that you got on your car, you're going to get killed. Because <laughs> I had shocks that are like $200 each. And my four shocks on my car were cheaper than one of the shocks on those guys cars oh yeah so, absolutely yeah yeah those guys would but spend will be prepared these guys would spend two or three grand a corner uh more if you let them 
Yeah, I think, yeah, like we were way undershocked. And, uh, but we knew that. I knew that coming in. I just wanted to come back and race. I had a lot of fun. We finished 17th out of 25 at Flamborough, and we finished 12th out of 20 at Peterborough. So, you know, that's pretty good. Hey, that's But I was success. the first in my age group. Yeah, you're first in your age group. I bet you doubled the winner by, uh, well, yeah. maybe even triple. Uh, Gary, this has been. Yeah, well, I hope, uh, like if Bill Zardo, I hope he doesn't start racing prolate models, or then I might not be first in my age <laughs> Incredible. Do you think we'll see you back up in Ontario in 2023? Will you plan a trip where you're going to come back this way? Oh, 100%, because uh, it's going to be a big uh, It's a show for me. It's kind of going to be a tour with our 50th anniversary paint scheme. So I'm going to try to go as many tracks as I can. Mm -hmm. um, remember a few years ago when we were talking about you were trying to find out who had the the most perfect attendance seasons and then about the, the, the most consecutive nights. Yeah. 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 So in 2000, yeah, in 2017, we hit 800 consecutive nights. So then COVID kind of hurt me a little bit. Well, hurt everybody. Right. But right now at the end of this year, we have 875. So wow. we're going to try to reach 900 consecutive nights. And um, then somebody come up to me about two, about a month ago and said, well, why don't you try to get a thousand? <laughs> I said, Are you? They said, Well, did you think you'd make fifty years with Quaker State? And I that did it. Yeah. Holy cow. So so I might be trying to go five more years at twenty five nights a year to reach a thousand in a row. Wouldn't that be that would be unbelievable? That... A thousand in a row. I'd have to do it. I couldn't do it in this series. I'd probably have to try to do it in another series, like a drop down a little bit, run this car as many times as I can. Uh, and then maybe run a sportsman or something like that. But yeah, I, I'm pretty, I'm pretty happy and I'm healthy and I'm, I, I, I would love to try that. I look pretty. at, I look at Bill Zardo with that hot rod yeah. division. Mm -hmm. Um, and, and you know, when you look out, out East, um, they have the heart of, what is it called? Heart of a champion. Heart of a champion with the hot rod, with the hot rod style cars. And I look at, at, you know, obviously Bill Zardo, uh, but as well, Stomp and Tom, you know, mm -hmm. they're they're both out there with with the uh, with the hot rod division. But you know, you got you got uh, um, the number six. Uh, um, oh man, the, the guy who built them, uh, Bromley, 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 and those guys. Yeah. Um, you know, there, there's a, a pile of talent out there on the racetrack from from years gone by. All guys, and, Gary raced against exactly, years yeah. ago. But but yep. man. Do they put on a show like they, they get after it and they, they roll up the sleeves and, and dig when I look at at in. And like you said, Gary, it is a big undertaking, obviously, with pro late model. But but that class, uh, you know, here in Ontario, if it does anything like what it has done in Ontario, uh, that that division is is so cool. Um, and the nostalgia of uh, of what those guys are bringing to the racetrack is so cool. Um, I I. You know, would love to see you have a hot rod style car and be able to come over and race against a guy like like Bill Zardo and and those types of things because man, it, it is so cool to see. And when they roll out on the racetrack, everybody drops what they're doing and, and pays attention to it. It's, oh, it's yeah. a lot of fun. Yeah, it sure is. No, it's absolutely a great series, and the same down here. And I got to hand it to Dave Gainforth for getting that series to go from eight cars about four years ago or five years ago up to thirty plus. Yeah. And good for him. Like I, and I, I know there's, they're going through rumblings and there's some issues going on with uh, other places going to try to run hot rods, but you know what? 
dedicated and loyal drivers will stay with what's working for them. So hopefully it works out good. But what a great series and what a nice concept. And they race and they put on a great show. Oh, yeah. Well, I've seen the ones down east and there was, um, uh, I'm trying to remember now, the 88 car. I think it was the 88. Um, oh, the guy's name just falls out of your head all of a sudden. Um, but they, they've got a great hot rod series coming. It, it, like, it's really coming along good there. Um, I, I look forward to seeing them again in 2023. But, hey, we're all looking forward to seeing that Quaker State number 36, too. Uh, those die-cast cars, when do you expect them to uh, hit your shop? So, I think, I just got a, a message from Lionel that I should have them the first week of January, that they should be in my possession right. by then. So what I'm doing is I'm getting the funds ready so that when they call me, I can pay them right away. Yes. And I don't have, cause I have to pay for the, the final third plus shipping, uh, container fee percent duty and taxes or whatever. I'm not sure whether duty and taxes are the same thing. Yeah. So some people ordered them for Christmas. So I had these made up. I don't know if you can see this. I might cover up my face, but it's, uh, so oh, that beautiful. It says, Merry Christmas. This is your present coming soon, or this is your gift coming soon. So, oh, oh I've sent, I've go. mailed these out to some people so that they wanted to give them for Christmas presents. Yeah, and uh, they won't have the diecast, but they'll have that. Gary, that'll, that'll, that'll be nice for Gary Elliot. You think of absolutely yeah, and, and, like everything. I, said, I don't know how many I'm gonna have. <laughs> I have to. Yeah, yeah, you do. I have to, and I love the sport, and I love, I love racing, and I thank you for your support too. Well, we will definitely support you, uh, right uh, until the day you retire, and then I'm going to stick a microphone in your face and pull you around with us. I can guarantee it. Uh, but Gary, uh, if anybody wants one of those diecasts, they can contact you on Facebook. If anyone has a problem contacting Gary Elliott on Facebook, he is the one out of Nova Scotia. But if you have any, any trouble contacting Gary for a diecast, contact me and I will get you all of his contact information. Uh, and you got to get one of those diecasts. Be part of Canadian racing history. 50 years uh, with Quaker State on that race car. If you run Quaker State in your car, that car should mean a ton to you. And uh, the man I know does, Gary Elliott, 55 years behind the wheel, and he's about to do it again in 2023. Gary, we got to thank you for your time here on Race Time Radio. As we always do, uh, we always appreciate having you. And better even yet, we've seen you here tonight. This has been fun. Well, Thank you very much for having me on. I want to thank all my sponsors and, and my uh, crew. Uh, I won't name them all this time, but maybe the next time I'm on, I'd like to name my sponsors for, uh, but thank you so much for having me and I appreciate it. And uh, good luck for you guys for the rest of the year. And if I don't hear from you, but I probably will, yes. but Merry Christmas to you and Joe and Sue. Absolutely. Same to everyone there, Gary. We uh, genuinely appreciate it. You are a Canadian treasure. Uh, we're going to hit this break, everybody. When we come back, we're going to go all the way out to BC. We're going to talk RS1 Cup Series with the GM. We got Al Labor coming up. Stay with us. She was a girl in a short dress. I was a boy in a charcoal Thank you. When the winter 
coast to coast, 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 coast. You're listening to Canada to Canada Talks. Canadian Sports Trivia. Here's Joe Thistle. November 24th, 2019, the 107th Grey Cup in Calgary, and Winnipeg's 33-12 defeat of the Hamilton Tiger Cats signaled the end of one of the longest droughts in CFL history. It was the Blue Bombers' first championship since 1990, and for running back Andrew Harris, it was doubly historic as he was named most valuable player and most valuable Canadian. A first in Grey Cup lore. Canadian Sports Trivia. Even though Napa is a nationally known name, Nearly all of our stores are built from the ground up by local owners and families. People you might call neighbors will be here, there, and everywhere. Doing what neighbors do to keep their communities moving forward. You stop by a Napa Auto Parts store, you can count on Napa know-how. Tonight's Race Time Radio is brought to you by Napa Auto Parts Stores, New Glasgow, Andy Ganesh, and Port Hawkesbury, Nova Scotia. You can count on Napa know-how. AP Race Fuels, the worldwide leader in race fuel technology. Epic Racewear, look, feel, be epic at epicracewear.ca. Now, a flashback in Canadian music history. Here's Eric Elper. Rush holds a special place in our hearts and in the record books. They've sold more than 40 million copies around the world. They have a star in the Hollywood Rock of Fame, inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, and officers of the Order of Canada. And they've released 24 gold records and 14 platinum albums, placing them fifth for the most consecutive gold or platinum studio albums by any rock band. From the high banks of Daytona, we cover it all. Ooh, that's going to leave a mark. And now, back to the Joes. Hey, shake and bake, Cal. Woo, shake and bake. And here on Race Time Radio. And welcome back, everybody, to Race Time Radio. So, so glad you could tune in tonight. I'm going to dial my mic over to the RS1 side because we are going to talk RS1 Cup Series uh, with the GM. And uh, we're looking forward to that. Al is uh, out on Canada's West Coast. Maybe maybe not on Canada's West Coast tonight. He could be. I don't know he for sure. He represents the West Coast. So well, he does. It doesn't he, really matter where he's at. He does represent the West Coast, <laughs> and he does a really, really, really good job with it. Uh, I can see he is up. So what do you say we bring? Well, that was that was kind of crunchy. I should have had the volume down and then hit the button. But uh, we got Mr. L. Labor with us right now, the general manager of Avion Motorsports. What's going on tonight there, L? You're looking just fine in the shop. Yeah, hey, Joe, I'm here in the Auto Valley shop in Ontario. I'm a little ways away from our British Columbia shop and, you know, relaxing a little bit tonight and getting ready to uh, resume work on some race cars tomorrow. Yeah, well, a beautiful-looking shop. I take it that is an RS1 Cup car sitting right behind you, correct? Yeah, this is absolutely a brand-new chassis that just showed up here, and, you know, we're getting ready to build some new cars and do some refurbishments, and, you know, this girl right here will be on the track at our opening race next season. Man, we had an awesome 2022 season, be it, uh, you know, we were at Area 27, uh, went to Penticton Speedway a couple of times, went out to Saskatoon. Uh, it, it was just an, just an incredible season. Uh, the question I got for you is how do you keep in charge of all those cars 
uh, listeners got to realize, and there's competitors listening out there that may not know what RS1 Cup Series racing is all about, uh, but they don't prepare the car. Like, the team doesn't do it. You guys take care of everything. It's literally arrive and drive. I don't care where you're from. You arrive at the Speedway, and you literally take your fire suit, put it on, put your helmet on, and you, Al, with your team, have that guy's car ready to go, sitting on pit road. All it needs is a driver at that point, and in they go. How do you guys keep in charge of all those cars? That's got to be a monumental task. Well, it sure is, Joe. You know, what a lot of people don't understand is, you know, we got a field of, right now, last year, 27 RS1s. And we do everything. The cars to stop anyone from, you know, cheating and the tech part, keep them all equal. The cars can never leave our possession. So they're always with us. So we do everything from all the repairs, the maintenance, the hauling them to the track, the tires, the fuel, you know, even the hospitality, the ice and the cool suits. And we have coffee and donuts and beverages available, plus run the series. Um, it, it's quite a task, you know, a lot of, you know, the APC and the Pinties and other series, you look at all the teams and there's essentially a hundred to 150 people at every event. And, you know, my team is somewhere, you know, 15, 18 people that do it. All, everyone else does. And I got one of the best teams in the business. Everybody works hard, you know, right after a race, there's no downtime. It's right in the next morning, unloading the hauler and taking apart any repairs and right to maintenance. And um, they work pretty hard. There's a lot of midnight nights and back at 6 a.m. So uh, I'm proud to work with the team I have. Well, even, you know, at any general race that you think of, cars go side by side. They usually end up with a minimum of donuts on the side of the car. A little bit of body touching, a little bit of rubbing. That's going to happen in this sport. Sometimes it gets more drastic. Fenders come off. I don't think we've seen anything like we did in the Snowball Derby today, like with Eric Jones, and he lost the back end of the four car. But it can happen. Uh, and when that happens, that's a little more than just a touch-up when it hits the Avion Motorsports shop, right? Oh, yeah. You know, for most shops, you get back one car, you got to change the nose or a tail or a fender, a little bit of vinyl. Well, there's normally vinyl work on 20-plus cars. And, you know, our drivers are normally pretty good. You know, they're, they're, um, they have a lot of respect for each other. And, you know, they try to race clean. And, you know, like at Penticton earlier in the year, um, we had 18 cars run 200 laps. 18 cars finished. We had to replace one body panel. So that was truly amazing for a quarter-mile track. Um, but, you know, sometimes, you know, there is a full moon and thing gets a little interesting. So you start getting 8, 10 cars and you body panels. Um, it's quite a little bit of program in the shop. And, you know, what a lot of guys don't understand is one of our biggest businesses that's actually the, the projects is our vinyl department, you know, because every car is wrapped. We don't do paint and you got that many cars, you know, I, we got, you know, one and a half full-time guys just doing vinyl, um, to keep all the cars, you know, we want them to show up the next race looking brand new and really put on a great show with professional so all the little donuts we talk about, they're all gone and rewrapping. And, um, you know, so that's quite a little project, keeping them all nice and then cleaning them. And it's a little bit like what makes it simple for us is we have a great system. You know, the haulers come in um, and we load all the haulers, kind of which cars in order that we want to unload them. They come right out of the hauler. We clean them. 
you know, anyone that needs body repairs go right to the body shop. They start pulling panels off and, and doing that right away. And then all the other ones start going right through the nut and bolt inspect. So our process, as soon as they're done cleaning, they go on the hoist. And our team checks every nut and bolt, the wheel bearings, the fluids, every part of it, gets it ready for the next race. Then it goes over to the vinyl department. You know, they, um, they wrap it. We put four brand new stickers, tires on it, and in the hauler it goes ready for the next event. So it's kind of like a little bit of assembly line. Um, um, and, you know, we start doing, you know, with corporate events, 150 cars a year. Um, you know, you get pretty good at doing, um, you know, all that process. Absolutely. Al, uh, uh, you did touch on, you know, one interesting thing is, is uh, you know, because everything stays in your possession uh, at all times, um, obviously, you know, as as this deal progresses and, and you know, you we're seeing, you know, sponsors now on the side of numerous RS1 cars, uh, you know, I, I think about the, the TD Wealth car, right? There's a TD Wealth car. There's, 66, um, yep. You know, there's, there's, there's branding now. Uh, we're getting into, you know, corporate branding from from other partners uh and and uh, I, I wondered do you guys have like a show car program uh, because I, I feel like a big part of of anybody writing a check to sponsor a race car wants that race car at a show or they want it at a at a car show or they want it at a, a trade show or a you know at the golf course because they sponsor this hole um it do you guys have like a show car program or do, would you be able to use you know one of uh, or or your car um as a driver for an event like that uh, is that something that you guys are into right now or is that something that you guys have your eye on the ball down the line for for if if needed type of deal absolutely that's something we have to do you know um part of motorsports is as you all get all the corporate branding it's important to do all the car shows and, and all the marketing stuff and the track days um, with the car so we actually as part of our program now um, you know it's funny you mentioned the td wealth car but it's actually um on its way to vancouver as we speak to go for an event this week um for td and it's they're doing a little bit of charity deal so uh, as all our owners um seller sponsors is back to the turnkey race program they don't none of these drivers you know need to own a truck or a trailer or have guys to move all this stuff around because you know any drivers and race team owners listening um we all know how expensive it is to own a truck and a trailer and you know get the annual safety and tires and brakes um you save a lot of money alone by us doing that so if you organize say hey i need you know um you know, the MNP car, or the, you know, uh, Emco car, or one of those cars at an event, you schedule at us, we take it down, we, it's clean, we have it at the event, if you need any crew uniforms or any stuff for your sponsor, we, we supply that, you know, we do the event, and then if, you know, the driver shows up, signs some autographs, leaves, and we take the car back to our shop, and make it very simple. Uh, for that process very cool and it's really cool too i might add it's a different model it's a different model than absolutely everybody is used to when you rent rent or buy because you can do either one an rs1 cup series car that's all you need to do um soon as you do that it's your sponsorship that goes on the side of that car you tell al and his crew what your car looks like and they will make that car look exactly like you like. Um, I know Lee owns the 66 car. Uh, great guy. Uh, heart the size of the car uh, is what Lee has got. It's a beautiful race machine. Um, that's his sponsorship on the side of that car. 
And uh, th these guys do a phenomenal job making it look like that. Um, it, you guys do a great job with it, Al. Uh, it, it, when guys uh, come in, and now, is this the time of the year where the phone does go berserk saying, okay, I've looked at the program I want in. Is this the time of the year or is it, is it still to come? You know, the phone really starts ringing all year round, let's say. Um, you know, a little bit before events, guys want to do some one-off rentals and stuff. Um, you know, the, the guys wanting to buy the cars, you know, right now we all know in the racing industry, we're all trying to sell sponsors and figure out funding and what series. Um, so I, you know, right now I'm negotiating with eight to 10 drivers that want to race full time new York series next year. They either want to do rentals or buy cars. Um, you know, we're really close to signing some deals, like hopefully this week, I think there'll be some done. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, a lot of these deals don't finish until like January. Right. You know, the challenge we have is there's not a lot of cars. So, you know, you know, myself with, you know, two other people in our shop here, we hand build every brand new car. So it takes about 500 hours to build a car. So we can only build so many in the, in a winter. Right. Right. So if, um, once those are sold and then someone comes, you know, too late and says, Hey, I want to build a brand new car. Well, there's only so many. So I encourage anyone that wants to join the series and buy a car. Um, you know, we, we should probably get a deal done pretty quick here before it's too late. And for the rental program, I'm having so much interest. And I think once, you know, very shortly here in the night, you and I reveal our schedule for next year. Uh, we're actually going to have a car shortage. You know, I have a lot of guys talking to us about doing one-offs or, you know, two or three or full seasons. And, um, we only have a couple house cars available, um, you know, for rent, you know, the few, we, few of them we had last year, we've actually recently sold. So yeah. there, there's not a lot of seats available. It's funny, you know, uh, I know from broadcasting the races, you know, you mention a guy once, uh, he's rented a car, he's rented a ride, he's out there once. And then before you know it, yeah. he becomes part of the roster and he's in. After they seem to try it once, that's it, they're hooked, they're in. Um, the concept is so foreign that a lot of people can't believe the formula that you guys have got. And I urge everybody to get to avionmotorsports.com and read it. Read it. If you don't believe what we're telling you, read it. Uh, it will truly blow your mind on how little it'll cost for you to go racing a full series, get world-class world road course, short track action, it multiple tracks um, and get all of that experience all under one canopy. And then you can still do whatever you like to do at your home track. Uh, you can still do that. Everything will fit, right, Al? Yes, exactly. Um, you know, the cost thing is what a lot of people don't believe. Um, you know, well, there's a APC series and late models, and even like super stocks, some guys are spending massive budgets. And then, you know, there's a NASCAR series, um, you know, to rent an RS1 car to do a full deal. Like, I mean, a full championship run, um, all six events, you know, world-class tracks, an oval test day, you know, a road course test day with your own custom wrap. Like, that's like, it's a $45,000 cost. You know, we're very open with the numbers. You know, a race rental is about 7,500 for a cup. Um, you know, so 45000 to run a full season, and that includes everything. That includes your everything but damages, your tires, your fuel, your coffee, breakfast, your race registration. Like, 
show up with your helmet with a smile, get in the car, go, and then, you know, return. Um, that's, you know, a couple of races and some other series, you know, some ABC stuff, like that's a few races and it's very cost effective. You know, one thing that's really intrigued us, you know, recently with some phone calls is the U S market. Mm-hmm. So with a dollar, you know, it's 33,000 us to run our full series. <laughs> and that's you ridiculous. Know, that's half of an ARCA race. Yeah. If, and, if, right? And, and, you know, one thing that makes it, you've watched it, a lot of people that have raced this and why they keep coming back is how tight the competition is with the identical race cars. Like, every car is built the same. They're set up the same. You can't do very few adjustments. There's three adjustments you can do. So it's not like you're racing against somebody that has a wallet that's spending $100,000 on shocks, carburetor, you know, cheating up a motor, you know, that kind of stuff. And our pool of talented drivers, you know, we have drivers this year in a race, you know, that run, you know, Formula 2 in Europe. We have had IndyCar drivers, NASCAR. We've had go-kart drivers. You know, we had Jesse Webb come up from the Nissan Cup, GDT, late models. You have all different forms of drivers all coming together with amazing talent. And they'll run side by side. Um, and, you know, it's, it, it's a lot of strategy of how your race is going to go because you have an identical car. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. If you're ta- so we always say that it's very easy for someone to race with their wallet. You can just start writing checks and you can win races. But when you're running with identical cars, now is when the true driver talent and how your day goes comes out. Yeah, one set of tires. Everybody gets one set of sneakers, and that's all you get. So you got to conserve. Uh, you got to race smart, and uh, always two segments to a race. You're not coming out just to run one race. Whenever there's a race on the track, it's two races, uh, and uh, it, it's just simply amazing. Al, can we get you to hang around? I got to hit a break, and then we'll come back and continue the conversation about. Avion Motorsports, uh, can you hang with us? Absolutely. I'll be right here. Okay. We're going to do that. We'll slide out, take a quick break on race time. Last one of the night. More with Ollie Bert when we come back on Race Time Radio, Sirius XM, Channel 167, Canada Talks. Poor pitiful me, roaming through them trees. Won't you help me out in the North Country? From coast to coast, 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 to coast you're listening to Canada to Talks. Canada Talks. Race Time Radio is brought to you by the Quality Inn, Halifax Airport, the official stay of the Race Time Radio broadcast crew. Also by the Wooden Door Bistro. Even though Napa is a nationally known name, nearly all of our stores are built from the ground up by local owners and families. People you might call neighbors will be here, there, and everywhere doing what neighbors do to keep their communities moving forward you stop by a napa auto parts store you can count on napa know-how now a flashback in canadian music history here's eric elford tom cochran's most famous song life is a highway was a number one hit in canada and it hit the top 10 in the billboard charts back in 1992 It was written after Tom's famine relief work overseas took place. He was so taken with what was happening there, he wrote it as a pick-me-up to himself after watching the devastation. That's why he mentioned places in the song like Khyber Pass, along with his hometown of Vancouver. 
Canadian sports trivia. Here's Joe Thistle. During the 2000 NBA All-Star festivities, the Toronto Raptors' Vince Carter exploded to win the dunk contest with a series of moves including a through-the-leg slam. Carter's air show was a defining moment for basketball in Canada, putting the Raptors and the entire country on the map. A championship now in the books, Canada has become a hotbed for NBA talent. And it was Vince Carter flying through the air that started it all. Canadian Sports Trivia. Tonight's Race Time Radio is brought to you by Napa Auto Parts Stores, Port Hawkesbury, New Glasgow, and Indigenous Nova Scotia. Drivers, start your engines! Welcome back to the track, live on Race Time Radio, Sirius XM 167. And just like that, we are back with you, all live right to the top of the hour here on Sirius XM Channel 167. We have LL. I'm going to ask you this one last time. I've asked you a hundred times, but I'm going to ask you one last time. Do I pronounce your last name Lee Bert or Lay Bert? Uh, Lee Bert. Lee Bert. I'll, I'll never forget it now. Lee, I'm going to think of jeans. I'm going to say that is Lee Bert. I got you now, buddy. And I won't forget it. But we are with Al Lee Bert at uh, Avion Motorsports. He is the general manager and gearing up for another season out there on Canada's West Coast. You can get involved on either side of the border, really. Uh, Al, you touched on it before the break. Americans can save a ton coming up here to race. Uh, And, Sue, I know you'll throw the schedule up. I can't see the schedule on our page, but it will be up on our YouTube page. I can't see it here, but uh, I know Sue's been putting the schedule up. Uh, Very, very nice-looking schedule. No one has seen it yet until tonight. Yeah, actually, it's a great schedule, you know, very similar to last year. Um, it's been, uh, you know, right now, first time to reveal it. Um, you know, we'll, we'll touch back on April 22nd here at the end of this. So we're going to open our season again June 3rd at Area 27. Um, then we're going to go back to Sutherland Automotive Speedway in Saskatoon. You know, that was a, a great race. Our drivers loved it. You know, the fans loved it. Um you know, from there, we're going to go back to the Bullring at Penticton Speedway, the tight little quarter-mile high bank. Um, it'll, be, it'll be definitely a lot faster, I think, next year with the new asphalt and turn one and two in the bump gone. You know, the Lake Escalating crew did a great job at trying to get rid of that bump. Um, so the, the cars will definitely pick up a little speed there. And then we're going to go back to the Speedway on August 19th and then our championship race here at uh, Area 27, September 16th. So like you touched on before the break, all our races are double headers. So we run twin 12 lap races on the road course and twin hundreds on the ovals. So there's actually 10 races in total. But well, what's unique for us is we actually only count your best eight finishes um, towards the championship. So everyone gets two throwaway races, which keeps the championship really tight. Oh, yeah. And, you know, that really is something we started this year. Um, because we understand how life events happen. You know, there's ever a, a wedding or there's something where a driver just can't make a race. So it's not fair to them to own a car and do all this, you know, and they, they lose a championship for one race. So that could be their two throwaways. Or, you know, let's say something goes wrong and, you know, you have a flat tire or you have a lap car in your way. And, you know, it's so to keep it really tight for everybody, um, that's why we do that. 
Uh, and that's a great idea because sometimes you can have a stinker race. Kind of cool when you can throw it away as one of the two that you do get to chuck away. Um, it, it didn't come into play this year all so much. Riley Siebert, the 09 car, he had a really good year, but he did have his work cut out for him on race number 10. Uh, the 24 car was nipping at his bud right there and then ended up having trouble with the 24. Yeah, you know, right there, you know, Riley actually, you know, um, he had a great season. He had some issues. You know, he, he had a couple, one of his throwaways, um, you know, helped him. Uh, you know, Sean was right there at that race. And, you know, back to even Jesse Webb, um, that first race, race number nine, um, Jesse led the whole race. You know, Riley could not pass Jesse. Jesse was a faster car. Riley was really working him. And, you know, Riley, I think, actually learned something um, from Andrew Ranger last year where if you can't pass him, use up his mirror and you know riley was i was watching him from timing and scoring and for the last couple laps he would be on you know jesse's inside and outside and jesse was so busy looking in the rearview mirror that he had a little bit of a uh driver oops and riley got around him at the last corner but you know riley had his work cut out for him that weekend and he was focused and did what he had to do i'd hazard to say if jesse webb didn't miss that shift Jesse would have won that race. I, I, I just have that feeling. If the caution didn't come out, uh, Jesse could have won that race. Uh, just There's always, you can play the if game all day. Uh, but talk about some exciting racing. I guarantee you, RS1 Cup Series racing has got excitement, like, built right in. I haven't seen cars lumped together like that since I've seen them at Daytona. Oh, I agree. You know, we're going to get on something here on April 22nd a minute that Nobody knows except Trevor and myself. Um, and one cool factor of the RS1s, you know, whether it's on the road course or on the ovals, it's, I always call it, you know, super speedway racing on a short track because, you know, the cars are very light. They handle really good. As you've seen on the ovals, um, they can run side by side, lap after lap. And because they're so identical, you know, it can look like Daytona at, Penticton Speedway or even Area 27. So they really keep them tight together. It's great for the fans, you know. So something really cool we're excited about here, which at Area 27, we're going to probably see the tightest racing we've ever seen. <clears throat> Our biggest challenge, you know, Trevor and I have is budgets. Right. You know, a little history is myself and Trevor spent a lot of personal money racing in the last 20 years. And we've designed this whole series to be affordable. And <clears throat> Some of our drivers are racers. They would run, you know, 15 races if we let them. You know, but a lot of guys come in because it's, you know, five races. It's affordable. We can do that cost. And if we start adding races, we're going to lose guys because it's just be out of their budget. You know, you know, if you own a car, you can run the whole series somewhere, you know, 20 to 22,000. You know, that's including brakes and oil chains and everything. But we had a lot of demand people wanting another road course or more races, but we also have some oval guys that they don't want any more road racing. So what we decided to do is add a sixth event for all the guys that want it. So April 22nd, we're doing this cool event called the RS1 preseason thunder. Ah. And it's going to be at area 27. Um, and we're going to do a triple header. You know, we're going to get, I can't let all the details go, but I'll give you guys some teasers. So we're going to be running the Cup and Challenge guys together. We're going to be doing three races. But this is where the cool part is. Our second race in the middle, we're actually going to do 20 laps on the Area 27 short track. 
The short so, track. I've never even heard of this. Well, exactly. So we've been talking about this for a couple of years. Um, you know, Riley and I talked about, you know, Sean and, and I have talked about it. Um, so at area 27, when you come out of turn one and get on the back straightaway, you just start going down the back straightaway or what they call the bypass. Ah. So you're about a third down the front straightaway. Then there's the bypass. So you're going to make a hard left-hander go up the hill. It's almost like a, you know, a hairpin right in the hairpin on turn 12. So there's really not too many straightaways other than turn 12 and 13 and then basically turn, you know, on the front straightaway, but they're relatively short. So we truly believe the field is going to be really tight, you know, compact. Um, the fans, anywhere a fan stands, they can, you'll be able to see the whole race on the road course. There's not an inch of that track you can't see of the short course. Um, and it's going to be something cool and unique because, you know, I vision some of our drivers on the restart. You're going in turn one to, you know, 26 cars or however we have and go on the back straightaway. Well, instead of going straight down for, you know, almost over half a mile, you're going to be getting around the brakes and making a hairpin again. So that's something that we're pretty excited to do. So the first race will be on the long track. Then we're going to do the second one on the short track. And then the third one will be back on the long track. Oh, that's cool. And that cool. that isn't going to be, uh, that's a non-points paying event. That's not one that you're throwing away. That's That doesn't count. This is called preseason thunder. So it's going to be okay. wide open. Exactly. So it's no points. It won't affect the championship. You know, if I've got a couple drivers um, in line, I think they're probably just going to come around that one because it's, you know, the triple header will be fun. Um, you know, we got some more exciting twists in there. Um that we're going to make the format even a little bit cooler. Uh, we'll get back to that maybe in a few weeks. Um, and it, there's going to be a preseason Thunder champion. So we're going to basically take all the points from all three races and put them together. And we're going to, you know, we're working with some sponsors to try to come up with a sponsor for that race. And it'll be, you know, a very fun, unique race. And, you know, it's also going to give the guys, uh, you know, an opportunity that are running for the championship, you know, that instead of going to do a practice day in, in the spring and just going to do lapping by yourself, you might as well come and run the preseason thunder and get a whole bunch of racing in us practice. Oh, man, on a tight track, Junior, this guy's going to have his work cut out. Put the carousel back together. I can see it coming. Yeah, absolutely. It's, uh, you know, I, I'm a traditionalist when it comes time for road course racing. And, and I think back to, I guess it was 2016, and I heard that they were going to do the short course at ICAR. And I was like, you can't get shorter than iCar. No. Like, iCar is short. Yeah. Like, I'd been to iCar, and it's, you know, 14 turns. And, you know, they're, they're, it, it, they're, there's no big, long straightaways there if you do the big track. Right. And, like, the full the full circuit. And, uh, you know, they, they explained that they were going to do the short course, and it's only seven turns. And, uh, you know, it's only, I believe it's, like, 1.1 kilometers. Um, so it's really small when it <laughs> when you yeah. compares into a normal road course. Yeah. Um, very tiny. And uh, I was like, how is this going to work? You know, when when they said yeah. that that was going to be it. By far, my favorite road course race now is the iCar short course. Um, it, it is phenomenal to watch. And, uh, you know, I, I think that, you know, judging by the sounds of it, I have not seen the layout for the short course at Area 27. 
but uh, you know, it has all the same nuances. It's you know, it's a short course. It's well, you when, know, when it, you look at the full area twenty seven, exactly. it's over four sprawling, miles. Exactly, it's a sprawling big oh, road yeah. course. So. Elevation change, everything. Yeah, yep. yep. but uh, Al, you guys are definitely on the right track, and and uh, that's something that uh, will be very exciting. And and talk about a, a switch up. You know, you, you yeah. talk about. Um, you, you know, two different style road course races on the same weekend. It's not just like running the boot at Watkins Glen or, or you know, it's not like changing it up a little bit. Like it, it's a completely different animal. Um, and uh, it, it's definitely going to lend itself differently to different driving styles. And uh, you'll have to be good at both in order to, to come out with that championship. So uh, that'll, that'll add an extra nuance. You know, I look at the ISOC series in the uh, Snowcross world. Right. And uh, they do something completely different. And, and you and I used to get really excited when we did the Snowcross oh, show. Oh, yeah. The, the ISOC series, to kick off their year, they did the Dominator. Yep. Remember the Dominator? Yep. This guy and, against and, that guy. Yep. Yeah. It was one on one, and uh, um, you know it was something different. You know, it's not rack 'em and race. Um, it's just head to head. Winner advances, and the second place guy is gone. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and uh, that was something that was completely different. I love when somebody takes a chance and does something different, and that's what you guys are doing. Hats off to you, Al. That's that's exciting. Awesome. Well. Thanks, Joe. We're, uh, you know, we're trying to do a whole bunch of different things and we get some excitement and, you know, we, we definitely have some different ideas for the future, even after this one. But, you know, we just think it's be something unique and fun. Oh, and it will be. Has anyone, anyone seen the short track layout yet for Area 27? Have you mapped that out uh, and showed anybody? Has anybody ever ran it out? Uh, well, so it's kind of there because the bypass, we actually use the short track on all our caution laps uh, during a race there. But I don't believe anyone's ever done a lap ever on it. So um, I'm not sure I'm not in area 27 all the time, but, you know, I've talked to them and I don't believe so. So we're going to be for sure the first one ever uh, to, to race it. Um, you know, the practice in the morning will be a little bit unique because we're going to have like a 20 minute practice session on the big track and then a 20 minute practice session on the short track, go qualifying way we go so you're just gonna almost be like you're racing two tracks in the same day oh it's gonna be awesome get ready your horn's gonna ring there'll be guys wanting to rent a car for that day oh absolutely i i truly believe that uh you know i gave it till friday and i won't have a seat available for that race you know i get i bet there'll be a lot of area 27 members and you know they got their you know um their GT core classes and other, you know, radicals I raced there. And some of these guys, you know, the preseason stuff are going to be like, yeah, we got to jump on board on this. Yeah. It's going to be awesome. Al, this has been great catching up with you tonight. You got any other tidbits? I'm getting really close to the top of the hour and we got to throw it back to Sirius XM. What, what ground haven't we covered here that we are missing on? Are we missing anything? No, I think we've covered most, we've covered a lot tonight, you know, um, I think there's not much left to cover. You know, I'm sure you and I will be back doing this in the new year again right here. That Everybody would be back. awesome. When, when are you going to start bolting that baby together? Oh, this baby will be starting to bolt it together tomorrow. So by the time we get back together here at some point, January, February, then this will definitely look like a race car. Well, I, and I've watched videos of you, Al, before in the building process. You do a good job of uh, keeping people up to date at avionmotorsports.com. Yeah, thanks, Joe. You know, two years ago, we did the full 
um, 20 episode weekly video, the, the build, you know, we had a lot of fun doing that, a lot of explanation of, of the whole process, you know, we're not shy to explain how the car works and how the parts, and we're not trying to hide anything. We, you know, um, you know, what it does do is show how actually cheap and simple the car is. I don't mean cheap on like, you know, a, a cheap Chinese part. What I mean is, you know, all the calipers and the brakes and everything to keep the maintenance costs down. Um, it's a very budget built car. Uh, we designed it to be extremely racy, uh, handle well, stock well. So as we do all explanation, people, you know, racers and non-racers get to see how we do it and what we use. And they're a good, safe car. That's <clears throat> what I love. When I took a look at all the safety aspects of it, I just went, man, you, there's been a lot of thought put into these race cars. And I know that all sp spawns from you and Trevor with these machines. You guys are doing an amazing job, my friend. Yeah, thanks, Joe. You know, Trevor and I, you know, Mike McCall actually really helped us in the design process. You know, and Riley had some input. And we wanted to make, you know, an extremely safe car. Um, you know, unfortunately, racing incidents happen. You know, the safety of this car has been tested. Um, we've had some of them hit the wall well over 100 mile an hour. And, uh, you know, there have been no injuries. All the crush zones have been happened. So um, we're very satisfied with the safety of this car and, and how that all worked out. Well, hats off and touch wood. Uh, we're going to keep everybody safe. Can't wait to find out what 2023 all looks like. I know we'll get you back on in the new year, but for now, we're going to have to leave it here. Uh, Got to wish you and uh, yours a Merry Christmas. And I know we look forward to catching up with you in the brand new year, Mr. Al. All right. Well, you have a Merry Christmas and we'll, uh, we'll catch up in the new year. And I'm sure I'll have a lot more stuff to reveal by then. Absolutely. Thanks so much for the time tonight. That's Al Lieber at, uh, Avion Motorsports, you can check it out. Uh, you want to get into an RS1 Cup car, that is where you got to do it. Um, and, and watch Rev TV Canada. I know there's still more coming out, Junior, that we're going to be able to see uh, from these RS1 Cup Series cars. Absolutely. There's lots more coming down the pipe. And, and uh, what a show lineup tonight. There was lots of information. Uh, just hats off to all of our guests. And, and uh, thanks for tuning in, everybody. It was a lot of fun. Yeah, it was. I uh, don't know where we're going to go next week, but I know we will be uh, drawing in on probably the guys that participated in the Snowball Derby. Uh, the number 22 car, um, he did really good. He did really good. Kyle did well. Um, Alex Gwinnett, he did a great job. Felt bad for the zero car of um, Glenn Styers. Man, the guy had a fire. He had lots of trouble with the car this time. Didn't have the speed, uh, but he'd be an interesting chat. I know he would be. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, as well, of course, Cole Butcher coming home with the top five. Uh, Jared Butcher, you know, doing doing well. Uh, he uh, he did well, you know, for for what he had, and and uh, yeah, just a, a great showing. Uh, a lot of fun to watch, and and uh, hats off to everybody. You want to believe it? Uh, it's been a great night, everybody. Sure, hope you enjoyed the the show. Uh, remember, get to Rev TV. And uh, fill out that subscription for the newsletter. Uh, $250 gift certificate for uh, WeatherTech. That's pretty cool. Plus, you're going to get a Rev TV hat. Um, they're, they're, Mike was generous tonight. we got to make sure everybody goes and signs up. Santa Garo. 
Santiguero. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a good name for Michael. Yeah, yeah. Uh, got a great television channel, and I know we are proud to be part of Rev TV Canada. But that is going to do it for us tonight in the Race Time Radio studio. Happy to say all of our guests were done by video tonight. That was the first attempt that we did the whole night by video. And for all intents and purposes, I think we pulled it off. Uh, got to thank Sue here in the Race Time Radio studio. Got to thank Scotty back in Toronto. Got to thank you, Junior, for jumping in here. And, of course, all of you for tuning in to Race Time Radio. You're the reason we do this. If it wasn't for you, there'd be no Race Time Radio. Don't forget to hit like and subscribe on our YouTube channel if you happen to pop in and uh, enjoy the show. We surely do appreciate it. But that does it for us tonight in the Race Time Radio studio. We're back next Sunday on YouTube only. No Sirius XM. We're preempted. Uh, so we're back on YouTube. So join us there. That does it for us. Thanks, everybody. Have a good one. Thanks for listening to Race Time Radio. Visit us on the web at www.racetimeradio.com. We hope you'll join us again next time for more Race Time Radio. Come on now, dig, dig, dig. Exclusively on your home for the hardcore race fan. Excellent, buddy, excellent.